Now, if you look back at 2023 in Metro Vancouver, one of the stories that, of course, really stands out is a debate over policing in Surrey. And what it has come down to for many people in that whole discussion is whether or not it's time to say goodbye to the RCMP as a community policing force. Now, that is a discussion that is being had on a wider scale, too, not just in Surrey. We aren't the only ones talking about this. There have been many reports and commissions even in recent years that have recommended systemic changes for the RCMP. But are those changes actually happening? Now, this is all the subject of a much longer and investigative piece in the National Post that you can read right now, actually. It's written by our next guest, Ryan Tamulti, who's a parliamentary reporter for The Post and joins us now. Thanks so much for being here. Happy to be here. Why did you dive into this topic? What interested you here? You know, I think we've been seeing a lot of uh, commissions and reports, like you mentioned off the top, all sort of highlighting that they're is a problem with the way the RCMP functions and the way it is structured. You know, we recently had a report uh, in Ottawa, a, a National Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians, that says that, you know, that focus that the RCMP has on, on being the contract police force across the country takes away its ability to focus on other things like, you know, espionage, uh, terrorism, uh, foreign interference, which, of course, has been in the news a lot this year. Um, and it just... It talks about, you're seeing more and more um, indications, I think, that the RCMP, as it is currently structured, can't do all of the things it is being asked. Um, and that makes it difficult to do any of the things well. So what are some of those concerns then that you talked about in your piece? So, you know, I'll start with obviously one of the biggest ones, and it came out in a report earlier this year. Uh, it was the report into the Mass Casualty Commission. Um, the Mass Casualty Commission looked into the Nova Scotia deadly shootings, of course, in Puerto Creek, um, and it, it found a couple of things um, that were problematic with the RCMP's response, but in some ways they were built into the RCMP as an organization. So the first officers on the scene in Puerto Creek after the massacre began um, had really never been to that part of the community before. They were new. They were not from Nova Scotia. Um, and that is how the RCMP works. You know, they take officers from across the country, spread them to postings, often with, to places that they've never lived um, before. Um, and so those officers didn't know the community. They didn't know that there was a, a back road, the kind of rural road that people don't see on maps, but that does still exist. And that's actually how Gabriel Wartman escaped the community. Um, and they didn't change their assessment that he must still be in the community because there was no other way out uh, until six or seven hours later when he started killing again. Um, and there were a lot of concerns about the RCMP's response that night. They were short-staffed because the RCMP is really struggling to meet all of the demands that are on it. Um, there were other concerns about how the RCMP responded that night. And then we saw again, like I was talking about, this issue of them, you know, even though they are not able to respond to these provincial policing, local policing demands, um, they're still stealing resources to try to do that from their federal priorities. Now, are there communities out there, other than Surrey, BC, of course, which we've talked about a lot, but are there other communities in other parts of Canada that are rethinking uh, relationships with the RCMP? Yeah, I mean, Nova Scotia as a whole is looking at whether or not they want to continue having the RCMP. I think this shooting... Uh, did a significant amount of damage to that that province's trust with the RCMP. I'm not sure if they'll move away, but they are studying it. 
Grand Prairie in northern Alberta is moving away. They're on a five-year plan uh, to move away from the RCMP. That was one of the bigger detachments, but they found that they just weren't able to get uh, the officers there consistently. Um, They were always a few short, um, and that was a big concern for them. So they've decided to move away. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of communities are thinking about in an era where you're trying to emphasize policing at a community level, where you're trying to build relationships, um, does it make sense to have officers who are not from the community and who may rotate out of the community uh, on a regular basis? Right. Now, I know from reading your piece, Ryan, there are obviously a lot of concerns that are expressed here. But I guess the big question is, does the RCMP realize this at the leadership at the top? Has there been any effort made for that systemic change? You know, I think there's going to be a lot. I think that's an open question um, because there, these concerns that you know I'm raising in the piece that have been raised in these recent reports, they've been raised before, you know, uh, many, many times in different reports, and they haven't been addressed so far. Um, so I think there's a fair amount of concern about that. The RCMP says they are committed this time. You know, the Mass Casualty Commission, I think they very much realize was something they have to respond to, have to address. They are trying to do more on recruiting so that they aren't so short in many cases. But, you know, if you want to be an RCMP officer today, uh, you have to sign up to go to the training academy for six months. And then in many cases, not all, they have loosened some of these requirements. But in many cases, you have to commit to to go where the RCMP wants you to go, at least out of that first uh, rotation. So, you know, an RCMP, uh, a person from Nova Scotia who signs up to be an RCMP officer, could end up doing their whole career in BC. Uh, someone from Saskatchewan could be sent to Newfoundland or the Arctic or something like that, a community they're, they're not close to. Um, so I know, you know, the most recent RCMP report on this said they wanted to put 40 classes of uh, cadets through the academy in the last year. They only did 28. So they are really struggling there. And a lot of these things, I think, are systemic. I think the RCMP has an absolute proud history and a deep legacy, and it is a it is a symbol of Canada. You know, when people think of Canada, they think of the Mounties in that red shirt uniform. But I think there has to be a bigger conversation about is that still a workable model for a 21st century police force? Is that um, a discussion that the federal government seems to want to have? So I've talked to sources inside uh, the government who say that this is a conversation that is ongoing. They realize it's a problem. I'm not sure it is top of the list, frankly, uh, for the federal liberals. There's a lot going on. Um, But, you know, the sources I talked to said that, yes, this is an open and ongoing conversation. Uh, The RCMP has these provincial policing contracts. Uh, They are up for renewal. Now, they're not up for renewal until 2032, but... If you're talking about making a big change, you have to give provinces a lot of time to adapt. You know, I know the process in Surrey, I think, uh, took over five years. The process in Grand Prairie is going to take five years. If you were doing that on a provincial scale, people would need lots of time. Um, And so I think that's something that uh, we'll see start to emerge in the next year or two, uh, some sort of firm detail of where the RCMP is going with those contracts. Um, But I think it is, uh, you know, something that is being discussed inside the federal government. Would you say in all the interviews that you did, the information that you gathered across Canada, are people who are interested in policing kind of paying attention to what happened in Surrey? Um, I think, yes. I think people are paying attention to what's happening in Surrey. I think people are paying attention to what's happening in Grand Prairie and Alberta more broadly. Um, But, um, 
Yeah, I think people are paying attention to these debates. All right. So it could be a time for change. What did the RCMP have to say about all this? You know, the RCMP sees a lot of value in its contract policing model. I, I did ask for interviews with, you know, senior leadership like commissioners or deputy commissioners. I didn't get any of that. Uh, but they see, you know, they say they are responding to um, the Mass Casualty Commission. Uh, they say they are working on recruitment and trying to improve it and also try to improve their recruitment even into that federal police force, you know, the police force that looks into those serious espionage cases and counterterrorism and those sort of big federal level crimes. Um, I think there is an acknowledgement that there needs to be change. I just I don't know how an organization that is 150 years old is going to be able to change if they're going to be able to change quickly enough. All right, Ryan, thanks so much for your time this morning. No problem.